Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Now, we hear every day of the week that there's full employment and that there's loads of jobs out there and nobody to take them. So we have a shortage of teachers a shortage of childcare workers, a shortage of dentists, a shortage of doctors, a shortage of nurses, a shortage of Gardaí, a shortage of pretty much whatever you're having yourself, a shortage of professionals as well. Loads of jobs to be had, but a crisis in recruitment. And there was an interesting piece in The Independent about how it's very hard now for Generation Z, Generation Z, call it what you will, to apply for jobs, that they find the whole job application process stressful and and difficult, and they think it's unfair. They say that the the, the piece was saying that the the requirements of applying for a job are unreasonable, um, and it's just too hard to get a job. It's too hard to get a job. And I'm wondering why. What's the problem? Like the world is your oyster. You're 20-something now. You have a good degree, good prospects. The world should be your oyster. But it would seem that it isn't. 0818-96-96-96. Louise Bonryan, um is a professional in HR. They seem to find it very hard, Louise, according to this article I read. Good morning. Hi, PJ. Good morning. Um, just to correct you there, I, I, I work in employer branding and okay. I'm a specialist in recruitment marketing, right. so um, not quite in HR. But yeah, I thought that article was really interesting and actually kind of reminded me of my own experience uh, over 20 years ago when I graduated with an arts degree. So I don't know, the list of jobs that you mentioned there at the start, like, I mean, guards, nurses, dentists, teachers, it almost feels like they're they're ready like to come out of their degree and go straight into the workforce. Whereas, let's say when you have like an arts humanities degree, it is it is harder because there are so many people with that degree. But a, an employer is going to be looking at you basically as a cost and they're going to think to themselves, well, if we invest in taking on this person, um, how are they going to drive my business? How are they going to help me like make more profit? So unfortunately, I hate to say it, but when you're looking at job descriptions these days, like a degree is, is one bullet point in mm. a job description. And I think when I was reading that article, in one way, it felt like nothing had changed in kind of 20 years. I mean... Like I applied for hundreds of jobs when I graduated. Um, but on the other hand, I wonder where this sense of I have a degree, it should be easy for me to get a job. I wonder where that's coming from. And unfortunately, the author has just come into um, the reality of looking for a job nowadays. And it's, it's really hard. Like looking, yeah. they say looking for a job 
is a full-time job in itself. Yeah. And just to give you some context of numbers, a job application, let's say for like a marketing executive, there could be three or 400 applications that come in yeah. for, for that. And that's, that's the reality of the situation. Yeah. But in a, in a full employment market where we're told that there are shortages everywhere, in every kind of industry, mm. it seems to have shortages. Um, you, you, yeah, you think I that the first suitably qualified person will be grabbed, like? Well, you would think that, but I suppose when you have three or four hundred applications coming in for a job, a hundred of those could be well qualified. But then you come to what we call like the hiring manager, so the person in the team where this person is going to report into. And of course, you know, my experience would be marketing, so I know this isn't relevant for everybody. But they may have a list of requirements. They may be really picky. Um, You could be the most qualified person there. You could have all the software that they're looking for. You could have like the relevant experience. But you might be a bit too quiet in the interview. Maybe they want more of a a go-getter or vice versa, or you mightn't fit the culture or whatever it is. Um, And that's really hard. Do you know, that's really, really hard to take as well. And I just wonder with the universities, like I almost feel like they should have a module or something on the reality of this. I I do agree with that. The the person makes the point, Eve Moore, who wrote it, made the point Mm. that a lot of graduate job offers, they're they're seeking XYZ experience and they're seeking ABC skills, but Mm -hmm. you don't have a job. You can only get Mm -hmm. experience with a job. I think that's a valid point. Absolutely. And... um, I'll give you an example like from my own background. So okay. I qualified in marketing and I worked in the Celtic Tiger in Dublin in, in a restaurant in the Venn Company uh, in Dublin too. Then I joined the public sector and I took voluntary redundancy. So I went over to New Zealand, volunteered for the Rugby World Cup as a media assistant, right. came back and digital marketing had like exploded in the, in the time that I had been away. And people I did my postgrad in public relations with, they were all going back to college um, at night to, to get these certificates um, and postgrads in digital marketing. And that's another thing that you're, you're never kind of on top of your game, like you're always having like to upskill. But um, I was really into horse riding at the time and I was going out to um, a stables and his website was terrible. He had very poor kind of um, social media. And I was doing a springboard course in UCC, free course in uh, digital marketing. And I said to him, can we barter? Um, I need experience. I'm learning all this stuff in my course. It's great, but I need a business to to implement this on. And after a while, he was like, okay. So I got free horse riding lessons in return for bartering. And I hate to say it, but yeah, you have to come at this. You have to like think mm. outside the box in a way. Yeah. And I, I do agree with her that like internships, unpaid internships, like it's that's not right. But at the same time, yeah. like if you're a graduate and like if you don't know how to use Excel, if you don't know how to print something out, like if you're going into an office job, it could take you a year, you know, to kind of get up and running. Whereas if you can just be a little bit creative, even go to a charity and like 
volunteer maybe like three hours, four hours a week or something mm-hmm. with them. Just as long as you you can point to something like on your CV and say, I know how to do X, Y, and Z. And really, you're just kind of showing the mm. the employer, I'm not a liability. I know how to work and your investment is safe yeah. with me. Like, I'm a safe parent. Some of the... Some of the- interview questions that you hear about all right are a bit a bit daft i mean we've just heard yeah. in, instead of people who were asked in a job interview um what crayon color would you be and why or are you more of a hunter than a gatherer like what kind of old <laughs> nonsense is that louise yeah do you know that's going to backfire pretty quickly because something like that would just get you know, annihilated, let's say, on Twitter and on LinkedIn. And I do think that the younger generation, they they are fearless when it comes to, to calling out those types of questions. And honestly, you have to ask yourself, like, if you're in an, in an interview, um, you've turned up, you're giving them your time. If they're going to ask you stupid questions like that, then really, is that the type of place you want to work in? Yeah. Is that the type of culture that you want to work in as well? So one, what, what would you do differently to what, what would you do differently to what we do now? Like, that's a very different, like, if someone asked me that yeah. question, right, and I'm doing this job a long time, and someone asked me that question, I'd say, okay, you're asking me, you're asking me, looking for a job to criticize your operation. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Do you know, that's that's actually not a bad question in a way because, no, because what a company or let's say what the hiring manager will do will be they'll, they'll look for basically your ideas um, and, and, you know, have you kind of researched the company? Is there anything that you change? Now, maybe that's more of a marketing thing. Um, and actually, like I, I got interview coaching like a couple of years ago because yeah. I was terrible at answering those questions. Um, but there is a way like interviewing yeah. It is a craft. Yeah, there's honest. a kind of a way you can parrot, isn't there? Yeah. You can you can parrot these answers, and and you've a hundred people turning up for an interview, and and they'll all answer the question the same way. That doesn't achieve anything either. Um, it depends. It depends. So you wouldn't have a hundred people turning up for interview. You may have like five okay. or six. So Gee. straight away, you could have three hundred people applying for a job. You're short. Maybe there's a short list of ten that goes to the hiring manager, and then they'll pick five so um i'm actually a, like a linkedin trainer for job seekers and i go into universities like for an hour and i have a little graph that i show them at the start um research that has been done on linkedin and they're they're kind of gobsmacked you know when, when they're looking at like the numbers you know um like 300 people apply x amount will reply to the recruiter on linkedin um then only like 10 CVs get shortlisted, five get called for interview and one gets the job. 
Um, so, so the answers to those questions, some people might shy away from them. They mm. might immediately go into panic mode and say, oh, my God, like, I, I, I'm not going to criticize the company. But then if you're a little bit more confident, if you're a little bit more, let's say, bullish, you will say um, certain things. Like, for example, I find broken links on people's websites and I don't hold back. I say, oh, yeah, that link on your page is broken. That didn't load. That image isn't loading. And you see them straight away taking down notes. And like, it depends. It depends if the CEO, if it's a small, medium company, if the managing director is in the room, they'll just be like, yeah, you know, that's that's who we need now. But right. again, I can do that now because I've over 20 years experience. Exactly. Whereas if I was a graduate, I, yeah. I, I mightn't. Yeah. Another thing too, you'll get a round one of the interviews mm. and then round two and maybe, maybe round three. And they're all people with different personalities. So you have to prepare yeah. differently for each interview. And yeah. if a personality clash happens over an interview table, you're in trouble. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as an interviewee, it's hard. Do you know, do you make up your mind there and then saying like, well, if that's going to be my boss, you know, it's it's just not going to work out here. Or do you kind of keep a lid in it and say, you know, so maybe they're testing me. Do you know what I mean? Maybe they're trying to kind of push a few buttons here, to see how I'm going to react, especially if you're in a customer facing role. I think as well. Um, and sometimes it's just not intentional. Sometimes um, one of the interviewers might be very detail orientated. They might be very focused on data and um, it might feel like you're being grilled, but actually to them, they're just digging down into the details. Yeah. It does sound to me like, Louise, two things. One, a course is required and secondly, you're a person to deliver it because if you're applying for a job, uh, there's 101 things to be considered other than your qualification for that job. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I do have a free course on YouTube. Um, there's over 20 videos there on LinkedIn for job seekers. Um, it's it's kind of what I would have been delivering like in-house into universities, going into universities and doing bits online. But I've just decided because there's such a need for this. Hmm. Um, I've just decided to put it all up online for free. So if you just go onto YouTube, type in SmartFox LinkedIn, um, there's 20 videos there for free and I've gotten great feedback on it as well but LinkedIn is like one part of the job seeking it's kind of like you Tetris, keep, you keep you know? mentioning LinkedIn how important is it yeah. for a young person entering the job market to have a profile on LinkedIn oh it's essential essential like if you don't have a profile on LinkedIn you don't exist. And I, I know that might sound <laughs> extreme, but um, I'll give you a stat. So there's a, an Irish company called Social Talent and they train up recruiters and how to use social media to hire. And a couple of years ago, they did a survey of, of in-house, so not recruitment agencies, of, of in-house um, HR teams. And they asked them, where do you find your successful candidates? So people who've been interviewed and get the job. And um, 57% came back and said LinkedIn. So I was saying this to a friend of mine who's a recruiter in an agency. And she said, oh, like for agencies, it's probably like 99% LinkedIn. So 
you know, they're, they're really important things like profile optimization. Yeah. So using things like keywords, you know, from job descriptions, um, make, peppering them throughout your profile so that you get found in recruiter searches. So there's a whole art um, to that. And, you know, it only takes you about 15, 20 minutes to learn. But once you kind of learn it, it's with you then for life. Yeah, I I get these things every so often, usually on a Friday. You get these, uh, PJ, you came up in 14 searches. Who's searching for me? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> well, I did. <laughs> I did this morning. God, you be um, yeah, but you can turn that off, to be fair. And LinkedIn notifications are really annoying. Like, there's hundreds of them. <laughs> that, so is, you, that would be one of the first things. You you know the ones you get, I'll, you, I'll show you how to turn that off. You get all these messages of congratulations on your work anniversary. At this stage of my life, I've done yeah. so many flipping jobs. I don't know what they're talking about. But thanks, 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 thanks. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. See, you have a LinkedIn profile. I do. I mean, I I set it up years ago. I don't do a whole pile with it, but I just set it up years ago. You know. Yeah, that's. I think there's there's loads of things. Like there is a module. I think that universities, and it's almost as as if they have a duty of care, you know, to the students. And it's just where this this idea in that article has come from that because you have a degree or because you have a master's, that you should be able to like waltz into a role almost um like it's really hard and with with the t- all the tech layoffs like every time i open up linkedin i see people in the states um who might have been what we call like talent acquisition um such as like in-house recruiters and some of them have applied like for 600 jobs since january since they got laid off in january and um like they're running out of money now yeah. and they're putting up posts being like can somebody, I've applied for 600 jobs, I can, like, these are all my skills. And, like, they get 10,000 likes, you know, and, and I'll always comment on them saying, like, you know, commenting for reach, you know, please somebody, or please give this person, like, a job. And and it does work. Like, then they follow up and they say that, like, you know, they, they've got, like, people reaching out to them, you know, for like, offering them interviews and stuff. But... I just wonder, you know, if a graduate is saying now, oh, it's really hard now. Well, then w- welcome to our world, do you know, like I'm 42 mm-hmm. and, you know, I've 20 years of marketing experience. But if I went to get a new job next week, you know, it could take me it could take me eight months of, of relentless um, work. But it, it's not just applying for jobs. I think that's a big mistake as well, that that they're all on the job boards applying for jobs. It's actually about your network. And that's something I didn't know years ago. Mm. It's, and it's not necessarily like who you know as in terms of my parents work here or my aunt works here and got me in. It's actually like fellow marketers like in Cork or in Ireland. Like I didn't have that network years and years ago. And then through joining groups like Network Cork, for example, like mm. that was huge for me. Um, and so when I go into universities now, I do give them a little talk. I say, I'm here to talk about LinkedIn and how you can do all these bits, you know, click here and click there. But really, like in Ireland, it is about your network. And I was like, there's nothing stopping you from connecting, you know, with people yeah. on LinkedIn. There's not there's lots of free things you can do, like look up Eventbrite. You know, if you want to be a software engineer, like the the IT at Cork, you know, they hold an event every month, like go along to that. Yeah. And I also tell them to print out 
get little business cards for themselves because it's such a ritual when you go to one of these events um, and you meet somebody and, and you have a nice chat, you can whip out your phone and say, oh, I'll connect you to LinkedIn or you can just give them your business card. And all you have to have is your name, a job title, doesn't matter if you're still a student, like software engineer, whatever it is, your phone number and your email address. Um, so you, you got to take this stuff seriously. Like a job is not going to land in your lap. Okay. Even when there's hundreds of them out there. Thanks a lot for that, Louise Bunyan. Quartz 96 FM. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.